Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I will be reviewing the astrology forecast for November of 2020. Please sit back and enjoy. So here we are, we're going to be discussing the November astrology forecast. Amy and I actually did record an episode together, but in true Mercury retrograde fashion, something was wrong with the audio and I could not salvage it. So this month you are getting just me again, going through the aspects and I am either getting this out to you late or just on time because that's how Mercury retrograde rolls. So speaking of Mercury, November 1st, we start off with a Mercury aspect, actually. Mercury is presently retrograde, and it will be squaring Saturn on November 1st. Now, November 1st, we're still coming off of the full moon and Taurus conjunct Uranus energy. So if you're feeling a bit off or a bit uh dis- like a bit off a bit distracted a bit disrupted that's probably that full moon uranus energy that's coming at you but then we get this square from mercury and libra to saturn and capricorn I actually think that this is kind of cool in a way because to me, this is an aspect that says, say what you mean and mean what you say. And with that Taurus full moon disrupted by Uranus energy, you know, maybe you've said some things over the past couple of days where it's just kind of like, ooh, I said that out loud. That's okay. Sometimes we need to do that. Next aspect is on November 3rd, which here in the United States is Election Day. And I know we're all very excited, very anxious, possibly about that, or we're dreading it. Either way, whatever you're feeling, it's what you're feeling and go with it. On November 3rd, we get Mercury stationing direct at about 25 degrees Libra. The last time this happened on Election Day was 20 years ago. It was Bush Gore. I know every astrologer out there has talked about this. And one of the thoughts about it is that, like, we may not know the uh, we may not know the result on election night, which, you know, that, that's a possibility. So with Mercury stationing direct, Mercury is stationing direct in the sign of Libra, and when a planet stations, this is an amplification of the planet. So I look at it, I look at it as that Mercury will be amplifying justice and balance because those are those are those are some of the you know, representations, I guess, of Libra. So that's how I'm looking at it. And we get that square because Mercury will now be moving direct. We'll get that square to Saturn again on November 5th, November 6th. So again, that that discussion of say what you mean and mean what you say. Um, And it's very, 
you know, it's very grounded. It's very real world, very like process oriented. So it's just kind of like speaking to a process that is taking place, maybe getting very detail oriented with, you know, with these aspects of, of, a, of justice and balance. So I don't know. I, I mean, as, as clearly as I can put it, it's say what you mean and mean what you say. It could also be the results and rewards of hard work done. You know, anytime Saturn is coming into play, I look at how, like, what is the work that's being done in that aspect? And what rewards, even though it's a square, you know, squares are challenges, but we can still reap rewards from challenges. So... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. On November 10th, Mercury enters back into Scorpio. So Mercury starts doing the the digging deep, deep dive. How does it feel work? So that's what that's what that's going to look like. You know, Mercury went back into the sign of Libra, which was like amplifying balance and justice. Now Mercury is just like, I'm a detective. I'm going to get to the bottom of all of this. And then I'm going to give my report. <laughs> uh, just before that, though, on November 9th, Venus will be opposite Mars. Now, Venus will be in Libra, which is one of her home signs. And Mars is in his home sign in Aries, but he's retrograde. And I don't know if you're feeling grumpy, but oh, Lord, I'm just I'm ready for Mars to go direct. But even still, the two lovers will be opposite each other, sizing each other up. And, you know, Venus will be asking the question, you know, what is it that you do in your relationships that betters them, makes them worse? And then there will also be the focus on me of how, of you know, what am I do? You know, how is this serving me? Or how am I serving myself? And then how do I bring that to other relationships? So again, it's speaking to that me versus the other sort of vibe? And how do you balance that out? You know, you've got to think of yourself in situations because we have ego and it's what we do to survive. But no person is an island. So we still have to think of others. (laughs) So that's the conversation that uh, Venus and Mars will be having. And because they're in their home signs, they can at least have a decent conversation about it. It's not going to I don't really look at this as a very adversarial opposition. However, with Mars being retrograde, uh, eh, could have some grumpy aspects to it. So just something to look out for on November 9th. And on November 12th, we get the final Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Now we've had two others this year. And The first was March 29th through April 6th. The second was June 23rd through July 1st. And the last one is going to be exact on November 12th. And it's going to be at 22 degrees. And what's interesting to me about that is that is when that is the degree point that the Saturn-Pluto conjunction was at. So there's something about that degree point to me 
that seems kind of important. The thing is, is that this is the last one of the trilogy. And so think back to what was happening in late March, early April. I know for me here in Milwaukee, that's when the first lockdowns for COVID started. And then in June, June 23rd through like the July 1st, that is when there were a lot of people here. Um, I'm only speaking for for you know where I'm at. Is that that's where a lot of protests were, and there were a lot of people like, well, it's going to be Fourth of July. I want to go and have a good time. Why can't I do that? And you know, what precautions can we take? And so on and so forth. So there was a lot of like, how do I expand in this confined space? You know, because Jupiter wants to go and do stuff. And Pluto is the one that speaks to power, like what is your power in this confined space? And, you know, Pluto is also the deep dive as well. And I don't know about you, but I for myself and also with just other people I've talked to, you know, this has been a real year of sitting with inside yourself and trying to navigate this pretty difficult landscape that has been the hellscape of 2020. So I really do look at this as how can I expand in this confined space? How do I stand in my power in this confined space? Because remember, Jupiter and Capricorn is in fall. So Jupiter is having to expand with constraint, with rules, with, you know, hindrances. And Pluto is just like, all right, well, that's the situation you're in. Where's your power? How do you speak to power? And I mean, this also could too, with it being after the election, have implications as to mm, how is power expanding and where and how and so on and so forth. And also too, going back to the COVID theme, And again, I'm only speaking of where I'm at. But in Milwaukee, we're seeing huge spikes in COVID. And this has been going on for a couple of weeks now. And I don't see it getting any better by November 12th. I mean, I just looked at numbers yesterday, and we had over 5,000 new cases, which I think is like the highest we've had. So again, we're seeing that, excuse me, we're seeing that third wave of COVID which, you know, with these Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions, they kind of coincided with that. So I would definitely go back and look in your journal if you've been keeping one. I always encourage people to have a journal and just see what was happening in your life. So on November 13th, all right, Friday the 13th, (laughs) I'm so looking forward to this day. Not just because, you know, the day has like a horror theme to it. It's the day that Mars stations direct in Aries. And Mars is going to hang out at that 15 degree point, like most of the month. I think by the end of the month, Mars gets to 16 degrees. But again, a, a planet that is stationing is amplifying 
And who is Mars? Mars is the warrior. So I just feel like Mars is just going to be like, yes, (laughs) like I am out of retreat. I am ready to move forward. And he's going to be holding this degree, you know, for a minute. I really view this as like, all right, Mars, you know, as Mars being like, all right, what's the plan? Like gathering his generals (laughs) and figuring out like, what is our plan of attack? And, you know, again, given what's going on politically, you know, and not just here in the United States, there's there's weird stuff going on everywhere. Uh, that, I think, could be really, we'll say, interesting. <laughs> but even still, I feel like Mars will be like, I am not in retreat anymore. I am making a plan. I am going to take action, which is really interesting because, you know, Mars has a tendency to be like, onward. But... I feel like it with it amp- like staying at this degree, it's just going to be like, I have been in t- retreat for so long and this is how I'm going to make everybody pay. <laughs> so that same day on November 13th, the sun will sextile Pluto. Now, the sun is in Scorpio. So the sun gets to sextile the triad of doom that is in Capricorn. So and we start with the sun sextile Pluto. You know, a sextile is an easy flow of energy. It's kind of like a nice little bump. So I feel like the sun and Pluto are going to be teaming up and being and shining a light on like, here's where all the problems are. (laughs) Here's where things need tending to. Here's some more worms under the rock that we can call out and label and, you know, start making a game plan for. And on that same day, oh, excuse me, no, moving on to November 14th. So November 14th, November 15th, we get a new moon in Scorpio. Okay. We also get the sun sextile Jupiter. All right. So let's unpack this for a second. New moon in Scorpio. I actually like a new moon in Scorpio. (laughs) And, you know, with the new moon in Scorpio, with the seasons changing, we've been very aware that you know, this is, I mean, it is, it's the season, it's the season of the witch, it's the season of death. You know, the leaves start to change, the leaves start to fall, it starts to get colder, the days are getting shorter. And this new moon in Scorpio, I really think is an opportunity to sink down and figure out what we want to let go of, like what is dead and gone, and prepare for the rebirth. Also, Scorpio is a Mars-ruled sign. And the day before, as you may remember, Mars is stationing direct. 
So I feel like with the new moon, which is normally when we would start making new intent, you know, setting new intentions anyway, like this to me is a good moon to like, what's your plan? What's your strategy? What are you going to, what are you hope to accomplish over say the next, you know, two weeks to the, you know, two weeks to the next, you know, full moon or just for the whole moon cycle, you know, or for the whole damn year. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I really think it's a time where we can sink down into ourselves and figure out, okay, what's dead and gone and what do we need to do? And that Mars energy can help out with that. Now, the other thing I mentioned was that the sun would be sextile Jupiter. So the sun is going to be shining a light with Jupiter on how can we, how can we expand? You know, what, what is our truth? You know, what do we really believe in? And the sun shining a light on that. Again, more information that you can use as you sink down into this Scorpio new moon. And then on the 15th, so here's a couple of dates for you. So Venus has been trucking through Libra, which is her home sign. She's very happy there. But you know, any but Libra is a cardinal sign and Capricorn is a cardinal sign. So, you know, anything that enters Libra is going to end up squaring what's ever in Capricorn. Well, we have the Capricorn gang, the Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn triad. <laughs> the triad of doom. I can't remember who said that. I think it might have been April Shaley, and it's hilarious to me. So on November 15th, Venus is going to square Pluto. On November 15th, 16th, Venus is going to square Jupiter. And then on November 19th, Venus is going to square Saturn. So within just a couple of days, ping, 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 she, you know, hits these planets and has to have a conversation with them. Now, what I find really interesting about this is that for Jupiter and Saturn, this is the last time she's going to have a conversation with them with them in this condition. And what I mean is that come mid-December, Jupiter and Saturn are moving on to Aquarius. And they're going to be there for a bit. So this is her last chance to have a conversation with them in Capricorn. Now, Libra is at home. I mean, excuse me, Venus is at home in Libra. And then Saturn is at home in Capricorn. Jupiter is in fall in Capricorn. Venus is at home in Libra. So let's take Venus and Pluto first because that's who she's talking to first. So that's on the 15th. Venus square Pluto. You know, Venus is about creativity. She's about relationships. She's about art. She's about beauty. Pluto is about transformation, death, and rebirth. <laughs> so how are we getting creative with our transformation process? How can we be creative in that? How does that affect the relationship that we have with ourselves? How does that you know, affect the relationship that we have with other people? I think these are the questions that 
she's going to be asking. And I think Pluto's going to be asking that too. Now she'll go round and round with Pluto a little bit longer because Pluto is going to be hanging out in Capricorn till doesn't get out of Capricorn a little bit until 2023. So we still got Pluto Capricorn for a while. Now, on the 15th, 16th, so roughly that same day, Venus has a conversation with Jupiter. Jupiter, you know, she's like, I'm at home. And she said, you're in fall. And I really feel like Venus is going to be saying, hey, Jupiter, just like Tori Amos did. Hey, Jupiter, (laughs) nothing's been the same. And but I think she will be saying, you're almost out of there. There is there is hope. I feel like this is going to be that conversation of hopefulness of like, I know you've been in this really bad condition for a while. I know things have seemed hopeless at times or things have seemed constrained at times. But you're almost there. There is hope. And there is hope in creativity. There is hope in art. There is hope in beauty. And it is having the ability to see the world as it is, as ugly as it can be sometimes, and finding the beauty in the flaws. So I think that will be the conversation that happens between Jupiter and Venus. Now, she's got Saturn to deal with. (laughs) Oh, Saturn. Saturn's at home in Capricorn. She's at home in Libra. So the two of them, even though it's a difficult conversation because it's a square, they're both in good condition. So I think they can have a very grounded, rational, reasonable conversation. But the other thing, too, is I think there will be a conversation about like, this has been hard. And look at everything you've learned over the last year while all of this stuff has happened. Look at the relationship that you have with yourself. How is it better? How is it worse? What work still needs to be done? How are you in relationship with the rest of the world? How is it better? How is it worse? What is the rest of the work that needs to be done? You know, and there may be some shit you don't want to hear because Saturn always tells us shit we don't want to hear. But regardless, we may not want to hear it, but we need to hear it. So that's how I'm looking at the Venus square, the triad of doom in Capricorn. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. On the 18th, in between that time, So those are the 15th, 16th, and 19th. So in between, we get a bump from the sun. The sun will be sextile. The sun will be sextile Saturn. And Mercury will be opposite Uranus on November 18th. So I don't know. This is kind of interesting because the sun is saying, look at all of the work that you've done. (laughs) over the last year, like, it's showing the rewards of what has transpired. Mercury, opposite Uranus, you know, this is going to be a disrupted communication. Or this is going to be a surprise. You know, this is the, you know, left hook that we didn't see coming. Um, And you know, depending on how this is affecting you, it might be a pleasant surprise. It might be a like, what the hell just happened? So but you know, the 
the sun is going to be there, you know, shining that light on it. So we're going to be able to see what happened. Where did it come from? And then, you know, Venus is going to be continuing her conversations with Pluto, Jupiter and Saturn. And that last conversation she has is that very grounded conversation with Saturn. So I think things, you know, the day before could be a bit disrupted, but then I think there's going to be a, okay, this is how it is. Okay, this is what we have to do. Okay, it's not very fun or very sexy, but we're going to do it anyway. On November 21st, actually 21st, 22nd. Okay, so two things happen that day. Um, We get the sun... We get the sun in Sag, and then Venus moves into Scorpio. Okay, so we get a sign change. I am really looking forward to the sun being in Sag. I like the sun in Sag because, uh, Sagittarius, uh, because Sagittarius is hope. Sagittarius is the sign that hitches up his wagon and shoots for the stars. Uh Sag is searching for truth and the greater picture, the greater philosophy, uh, you know, just, just big world stuff. And Venus and Scorpio, okay, so Venus is said to be in detriment in Scorpio because Scorpio is a Mars ruled sign. I kind of like Venus and Scorpio, though, (laughs) because it's the I mean, it's the Persephone story. It's Venus going down into the underworld and she has to surrender all that she knows and she has to go through. It's going through a transformative process. And I think more than ever. We need a transformative process, especially that of the feminine. The feminine, we, I mean, it's time, I mean, seriously, like, it is time to put on the dark goddess garb and, like, let the world know who's boss. Like, to me, it's that, it's that sort of energy. So I know that, like, it's said that she's in detriment when she's in Scorpio, but I also feel that she can be very powerful in Scorpio because she does have to surrender everything when she goes into the underworld. She doesn't have anything anymore. So what has she got to lose? And it's an opportunity for her to gain power through like, I don't have anything to lose. So I don't know. We can say she's in detriment. I don't really feel that she's in detriment. But you know, I didn't make the rules. (laughs) On November 27th, Neptune stations direct. Woohoo! Okay, yeah, an outer outer planet is stationing direct. And, you know, the outer planets kind of affect the background program that is running. And Neptune in his dreamy dream planet and... The other thing that is happening a day or so after, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, hang on, we got to talk about Venus opposite Uranus first. Okay, so on the 27th, Neptune stations direct, and then also Venus has an opposition to Uranus. 
Okay, so with everything I just said about Venus being in Scorpio, the whole like, I'm descending into the underworld, I have to give up everything I am and everything I've known. And I am going to surrender, which isn't a negative thing. But through that surrender, gain more power. Now she's going to be opposite Uranus. Oh, my God. This could be incredibly badass. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, Venus just saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm past it. I am over it. Like, whatever construct you had of me, like, I look like this now. <laughs> I do this now. I stand in my power like this now. You're not going to tell me any different. And then Neptune, dreamy dream planet, is stationing direct. So, you know, that could be interesting. I mean, I try to look at Neptune as like this planet that just kind of comes in and be like, yeah, cool. You're like standing in your power or whatever. So what's your dream? What do you want that to look like? You know, tell me it's like that show Lucifer tell me your desires <laughs> like so on November 30th we get the full moon in Gemini and it will be an eclipse and we will be able to see it. it's like it's happening uh late at night like in, in early morning but um you know the interesting thing about Neptune being direct at this point uh, there, because like the nodes, I think that day are twenty degrees, and Neptune's at eighteen degrees. So, you know, the eclipses are disruptions anyway, and it's a lunar eclipse. So, lunar emotional. I feel like, and Gemini, which is mutable. Oh my god, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. This is gonna be the. Oh my God, I can't shut my brain off. Oh my God, I don't know how to feel or think about any of this. I feel so disrupted. I I feel like that's that's how this one is gonna be. <laughs> Especially with Neptune being like, so what do you dream about? Are you know, are you sure you're really feeling that? What do you feel? Like it's to me, it's just gonna be weird. And Gemini is the twins anyway. So Gemini is already like filled with dichotomy. And I really feel like that day it might be a struggle between the heart and the head. You know, like, well, I was given this news, and in one respect, it's really, really good. And in another respect, here's where the problems are and trying to sort through that muck I think it's going to be just extremely buzzy that day and Gemini you know ruled by Mercury Mercury is the messenger I think there's just going to be a lot of mouths flapping that day too <laughs> like there's just going to be there's going to be a lot of talk but maybe no heart and then the people who are like all heart that day are just going to be like I don't even know what to say and their brain is just going to be like a huge fog of thought and emotion that can't be parsed through the other thing though is that I keep, like, when I think of this aspect, I keep seeing, like, the seven of cups in the tarot. 
And that is the which one, which one? Like, I'm, I'm given all of these cups. Like, what am I supposed to do with all of these? Which one do I pick? Can I only pick one? Can I mix and match? Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be like that. What the hell is going on here? So that's, that's my delineation for the Gemini lunar eclipse on November 30th. And that ends the month of November. In December, uh, we've got some cool stuff that's going to be happening. I will talk to you about that next month. But I can tell you right now, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is Jupiter and Saturn will be leaving Capricorn and going to going into Aquarius. Now, you know, Jupiter is going to feel better because Jupiter will no longer be in fall. Saturn will still be in a Saturn-based sign. Like when we look at traditional astrology, you know, Aquarius rule, Saturn rules Aquarius. But it's going to be a completely different type of energy. And the two have the big conjunction on the winter solstice. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what that feels like and what that looks like. Uh, it'll at least be a different energy that we've been in. And I don't know, I'm kind of ready to let this energy that we've had for 2020 go. So with that, I believe that is all I have to tell you about November. And I will see you next month. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.